Welcome back to another episode of the Mystic Junkies Podcast. Another one! Another one! I can't believe we've done the ones we did before! <laughs> and another! <laughs> but damn it, we're gonna do another one! This one Tell them about this. It's gonna be a little different. Yeah! That's damn sure. This time we don't have a set subject, if you will. Or an that hasn't been working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on a, we're, we, we've lost faith in ourselves <laughs> to do a subject and research it. So we're, we got a jar of mystery. And there's random open-ended questions that we will be pulling from and discussing. And at any point, somebody can just say your ideas suck and move to the next question. Apparently. Yeah, anybody can, move pull. On. anybody can pull at any time. But we can also shut that pull down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like if it's a unanimous shutdown. Like we're not ready. You know, you got to back off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But nobody that. knows, right? No, nobody knows. Where nobody did they knows. come from? Uh, they come from some deep space fucking shit? My understanding is Deep State Donnie. Deep, deep State SD. That's where these came from. He knows what's happening. We don't. You know what I love about DSD? He can spell without spell check. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about him. He's very brilliant. He turns spell check off. Fuck it. That's <laughs> fucking impressive. Uh, it is impressive. It's impressive, impressive, impressive as hell. I know. I know. Most people wouldn't even attempt that kind of thing. I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't he's get it right crazy, with spell check. Man. He's, he's, he's self-confident almost too much. He's self-aware. <laughs> That's for sure. Almost too much. He's like our version of AI. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like our own little yeah. episode of AI. To us, he's to definitely us. AI. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, who's going in? He wants to go first. first. All, right. All right. All right, Mike, I, for some reason, I feel like you should go first. Oh, you're going to make me read? I know. I'm going to make you read with, with no assistance. <laughs> <laughs> no spell check. No. I don't have any spell check. Uh -oh. I don't know if those are spelled correctly. All right, guys, this is the first one. Pass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is everyone's life of equal value, or is it more important to protect some lives than others? Oh, okay. Oof. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to me, uh, to me, the obvious on that, it just uh, the right out front obvious is, is that of course, yes, you always hear, you know, I mean, during the pandemic, we heard that statement made several times. Yeah, is mm -hmm. everyone's life important here? Is everyone's life important? And of course, that, and they always said from a political, if you're a politician or. A, Somewhere in the leadership, you went, absolutely every life is important. And what we saw in the pandemic was every life is not important <laughs> as other lives are. Yeah. Um, and I think that holds true because that, that's where money and prestige and uh, your, your place, your... I mean, you were literally labeled as essential or non-essential. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's life. a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Not essential. Most of us were not essential. Not essential. I was only essential because I threw beer in supermarkets. Yeah. I kept the beer stocked. Oh, that yeah. was it. That was yeah. <laughs> I thought you just like threw beer. Oh, I threw beer at the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wild. I made the party. I don't yeah. know. That's a that's an interesting question. I feel like you get in trouble with that kind of question. Like, is something more well, important. I was to say, like when when you first read that, which looked like a fortune cookie, by the way. <laughs> 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 um, I like my first 
sort of like my first thoughts went to, you know, like those comedies where you see people where they're getting kidnapped and then they're negotiating. They're like, oh, you need a better bargaining chip because no one's going to come after me. Yeah. Like that type of thing. So that was like my first thought was that uh, you might think morally, yes, everyone's like, like ethically, you might think like that is the right answer. But that I'm like, I think that there's not me. That would be like on the weight of other people, unfortunately. But I don't know. I think that some people have a bigger bargaining chip. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. than others. Absolutely. And it's not it's necessarily not like race or, or, or sex or whatever, but just who they are. Yeah. You know, that they might carry a little bit more weight. Yeah, like what their position is in society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. usually has a lot to do with some cold hard cash. Yeah. 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 Ninety times out. Or a unique skill of some type, you know. That has to do <laughs> with cold hard cash. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, sometimes that can transcend that. Yeah. But it's rare right i mean you know i say it like in a rescue standpoint in rescue training they teach you to identify certain individuals who can't like who do you save first that was what i kind of thought of yeah like, non-responsive what's that non-responsive people well yeah like well you just have to identify like whose life like if you don't save someone's life whose life would that be like if you didn't come back, like who are you going to rescue first, and then you got to come back to rescue another person. But then there, in there a part of who's going to make it? You have to, yeah, you have to like go Assess. through and choose out of all of these people right. who who do I go for first? I was going to ask Les. I was going to pose a question, like if you were Spider Man, yeah. and Pam was in a cable car, and then there's a school bus full of bridge. little kids. Yep, and they're dangling all dangling, and the green, the yep, the green goblin or whatever he was was gonna cut the strings to one, and then he does it for both, and then Spider Man has to die for one. Only goes for one. Yeah, he Trying only to has get this time. Man in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's what happened in Spider Man. That's what happened to Peter Parker. I want to know if like if Les was Peter uh, Parker, what would he do? You do Peter Parker, right, and save them both. That's what he did. That's how that's exactly. how that's how it works. Solid answer. I like that answer. <laughs> Come on. I want to know what he would do. Let's well, go for both. I mean, it, uh, the, uh, <laughs> if I knew, uh, in 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 that case, if I did what was the thing that Ethically. every well that everybody in wants to have done, I would save the kids because that's what Pam would have wanted me to have done. She she would not have. Like the idea of I saved her wow. and let twenty little children die. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wouldn't have been able to live with that very well. And uh, but the selfishness is you sure. want to save the person that you're having sex with <laughs> selfishly, <laughs> and that you enjoy hanging out oh with too. God. But yeah. that sex thing it comes rolls, fast. It rolls up. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a game changer. It's a slayer. It's a slayer. You know, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, uh, I. You know, maybe if I was married to some selfish whore <laughs> you know i'd save her and because i go she don't give a fuck <laughs> you know she just wants to have sex with me you know so I, that, <laughs> but, I don't know. but i don't know i just i don't generally date those kind of women over well not date <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you see them you know you know they pop into Hang your out. life every now and then you know <laughs> definitely yeah all right. So anyway, oh, did we conclude? Yeah, you, did you? What you? Did, I think ethically, obviously, all lives matter. But I mean, Whoa. if you slaughtered thirty thousand people, 
and maybe your life didn't really matter. Well, the one thing that the one thing that hit me in the very beginning was, and we all know, in every war situation, there's collateral damage. What they like to call collateral damage, and collateral damage is human beings yeah. being mm -hmm. blown to pieces. Yeah, and and it's all ages, it's indiscriminate, mm -hmm. and it is acceptable because the ends justify the means as Hard that's how say. how else do you justify it you justify it through that it's happening right now in ukraine it's happening in several other countries right now mm -hmm. and and uh and we've done it i mean every country that has gone to war has done it you know has gone we need to we need to hit if we hit that target it's going to save a lot of our soldiers lives you know, I mean, that's what the goal is, and help us in this war and win it, you know. But there's a little residential area close by. Fuck it. Well, they justify that those lives can be sacrificed, as far as I see for it is, the, for the war effort. Yeah. It's like people, in a war, people are sacrificing their lives on both sides all mm -hmm. day long. It's happening on both sides. There's death. And you go, this is an acceptable part so that we win, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, but, I will say this. If, if the, uh, you wanted to bomb that, that uh, uh, weapons depot, you knew it was there. And, uh, but... There was, a, there was a residence nearby that was definitely gonna get blown up. And Michael Jackson lived there. Yeah. They ain't blowing that motherfucker up. Yeah. Not without extracting Michael. The Michael. The high value target. So if, if there's, if there's, it goes back to, there are people that totally matter. Yeah. You know, and why do they matter? Because they create a lot of wealth wealth and you can say wealth is not just money wealth can be just how you, how the good feeling that they spread and all it'd be a lot of things yeah. but they do create a lot of wealth and they're they're they they're they're more likely yeah. to be rescued. saved and rescued and protected now is that right not according to a lot of you know Ethics majors. Ethic, yeah. Well, spirit. I mean, you know, true spirituality. I mean, it's true what Christian, Buddhist, yeah. uh, Muslims, uh, uh, Jewish, uh, about all any major religion you come up with. Which the the if you ask a clergy that, how are they going to answer? Well, of course, everybody's just as important the other guy. And I go, hmm, well, <laughs> I mean, it's good in theory. Yeah, but it's it it's not. Ra it's rarely practiced. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very a, easy to say in theory. Sorry. Yeah. No worries. No, yeah. it just seems like a certain level of people believe in that fully, and then another level of people would probably use that concept to leverage themselves more. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a great way to take advantage of people, but it should be the way it should be. But yeah. Uh, let's do it. All righty. All right. That's a long one. That's what she said. It's a multi-part. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Uh, the girls are going. 
It's on the edge. Uh, it's on the this is, a, I don't know, have you ever impulsively acted in a way that changed your life forever? Have you ever? Hmm. And I think, and I want to say, I think that any time we do anything, we change our life forever, mm-hmm. if we want to get that in a pure like sense. A butterfly effect. But, yes. There's a, there's a quote that I have uh, stuck up on a mirror. And this isn't exactly it, but it's close. But basically, one moment of patience can save, you know, many people. One moment of impatience can ruin a life. And I do, and I thinking back, I mean, it's those things, impulsive behavior, Mm. where, you know, you did something and it had a bad effect. I think that's what you hear a lot. It's like people say all the bad things, like they made a bad choice, they looked at their then, phone first. You, you, this is asking for each of us to think of something specific. Me getting my job here was I was leaving my welding job and I was ready to do something new and I made a choice to start putting my resumes out and Marcella randomly called me and that was like, an impulsive decision because I was like I just can't weld anymore I just don't want to do this anymore and I changed the whole direction and it changed my whole life my life is very different I don't find welding to be impulsive (laughs) no I mean the concept of leaving welding my parents thought that was very an impulsive decision I bet over a period (laughs) of about two months it it grew in impulsiveness (laughs) I can't do this shit anymore (laughs) this is not fun I welded for two years Uh, I worked for um, a production company up in Palmetto Mm-hmm. And I was in like a uh, weld shop for 10 hours a day, five days a week. It was exhausting. I was like, I can't do it. It was good money. It was good. Yes. It was good money. Anybody else got an impulse? I had, a, I had an argument with a boyfriend and um, moved to America. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was supposed to be for 18 months, but here you, I am. You didn't want the sight of that 20. sucker, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even want to run into you on the street. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... I'll teach you a lesson. James Taylor has a song, Nothing Like a Thousand Miles Between (laughs) You and Trouble in Your Mind. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you left continents. Yeah. 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 Best decision of my life. But those weren't bad impulses, yeah. Those weren't bad things. No. But you didn't want bad things, did you? I didn't tell you about the time when I just um, said impulsive. Had a few shots in a bar and stabbed somebody. That was a bad story. How to change your life? We won't talk about that. Uh, (laughs) The statute of uh, limitations. (laughs) Her lawyer has advised her not to (laughs) disclose any more details. She probably had it coming. (laughs) One time I looked at my phone and got in a car accident. I guess that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty impulsive. I can't mm-hmm. just take the moment to. Mm-hmm. Just trying to. Yikes. Yeah, wasn't that bad. It turned yeah. out okay, but. Yeah, I was trying to think. I, I was thinking. It seems like I, I should have had a few of those close calls, you know. That. Uh, I've had a few. I mean, I've had uh, mostly when I say impulsive, really it was, uh, you know, really drunk. Yeah. I mean. You know, making mm-hmm. very 
I guess you can call them impulsive decisions. Yeah, it would be impulsive. Taco Bell at 2 o'clock. Totally impulsive. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not. I had three close, I had three near death, you know, kind of experiences, you know, in cars, each one of them, you know, that I go, there's no logical reason that I didn't get fucked up in that in that situation, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we we and 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 nobody did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but they all could have been horrible. Yeah. And uh, and I wasn't driving in two cases. I was just in the car. But I was also in the car, knowing that the person driving was not really shouldn't have been driving. Mm-hmm. You know, and then one was me. Shouldn't yeah. have been driving. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, that wakes you up. Well, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about that impulsive, that, that thing where you, you just in, just in a spot of anger, just in a moment of anger. I mean, you know, we had a, we had a road rage situation here, what, a week ago, out on one of the main damn intersections. Mm -hmm. Fucking Sarasota. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This, This was like, this is like upper upper middle class rich you know i mean this is there even that anymore upper middle class to even mm-hmm. say that yeah right uh you know but but this is a, a really nice and uh you know it was just two fucking guys and from what i understand i don't think they were especially young guys you know mm-hmm. uh and uh two two guys you know yelling at each other over some bullshit and a guy in a truck and a guy in a car. And the guy in the car, supposedly, what the newspaper said, is that he showed his gun. Well, then the guy in the truck just got out and unloaded his into his car. Yes. And I got a gun. He goes, really? Bam, 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 bam. You know? And uh, and got out of his car to do that. Stood in the street. Like, take that, motherfucker. Bam. You know? And you go, that's impulsive behavior. I mean... I, I I'll I don't know, but I'd be willing to bet that both of those guys in that situation, if once once it you do a background check, probably doesn't have a wild ass history right. of shooting and killing people, and you know what I mean. Probably not. They probably just have a hot temper, yeah. you know. But people that do, I mean, that's the kind of that impulsiveness mm. that how many. How many people are sitting in prison and how many people, you know, or, or, or paralyzed or whatever, because they themselves brought it on Mm themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. simply by not taking a breath, thinking about what the deal is before you just fucking react. Yeah. You know, was it like a 24 hour rule? You're supposed to, if you're mad at somebody, you're supposed to like sit on it for 24 hours and if you're still mad. I would give any. I would say this to just about anybody. When you find that you're so angry that you want to explode at somebody, take ten deep breaths. Yeah, yeah. Really, truly, it really, truly. Focus yourself. Take a deep breath to focus yourself, and then allow yourself to take ten. Ten deep breaths is very conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that gives you plenty of time to think about. Do I want? To follow through with this, this did reaction. That, did you get that from Ted Lasso? I know you watch Ted Lasso, and like he says that to his son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I watched it. Is. That. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's uh, it's it, I mean, for anything, right? It, any any time, 
anytime uh, uh, I learned this, I learned this in golf of all things. When things start going bad, you want to go faster. You want to pick it up. Yep. You oh, want to yeah. finish it. You want to get past it. Okay. But when things start going bad, getting ugly, speeding it up is not <laughs> does not ever work out well. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Ever. You know, it just domino effects bad. And and uh, that thing of when when things start going squirrely, best thing you can do, all all great athletes know that, you know. Reset. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a great athlete. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, he is a great athlete. Twee is working Mediocre. on Mediocre. Jason can't decide what he wants to do. Well, not Mike. He never picked up a fucking baseball bat in his life. I hate baseball. I think <laughs> and, uh, But, you know, taking stepping back and taking that breath, you know, and just giving yourself that time. And most of the time, I think my, – most time, that's all it takes. Yeah. Just a few deep breaths to to get your blood pressure down and that fucking Reset. all that shit that releases in your brain and makes you fight or flight. I'm pretty good at that. I gotta be honest with you. As you're I saying, I can see that, that in your demeanor. As you're saying that, I'm very good at just being like walking away and not getting like. I've seen crazy. you get. I've seen you get perturbed. Yeah. Is that a good word? Yeah, yeah, I like that word. <laughs> I've seen you perturbed. get. I've seen you get perturbed. Yeah. But I've seen you. Reel it in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Where there was, there's, I've, I think I've seen a couple of times where I thought, he's going to get loud. Yeah. And then you didn't. No, no, I don't. Usually. That's I'm, a good try. Usually fucking from security. People telling me to go fuck myself and, you looking at me with your eyes, boy? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, just I'm stupid looking at shit. you with my fingers. I'm more likely to say something <laughs> smart ass than I am to, like, freak out or something like that. So. Right. It would yeah. be funny if, like, if you got perturbed at the audience, like, on stage, and you're like, oh, remember what Les said. And you're, like, just in the middle of your acting, you're like, one, two, three. And the audience is like, what is he doing? He's just meditating on stage right now. Yeah. I tell my classes to do that. Oh, wow. I tell the new students that. Uh -huh. yeah. I said, if you get up on stage, you start freaking out, you know, and, and let's say you're in the middle of, you know, you're one minute into your, your, your four minutes of glory. And, uh, you know, you're one minute in and, and you go up and you can't remember, you know, you just go up on your shit and you, and, and then you just, you know, just fucking everything starts to go, you know, like super fast when yep. you're on stage, when, when shit starts going bad, it's like. A thousand arrows coming at you. Yeah. And, and, uh, but if you just stop, and it, I said every time, if you just stop and just stare and take a big deep breath, just st stare out, out anywhere and just go. <laughs> I guarantee it gives you time yeah. to get your, everything to slow down. Creatively, you'll get yourself back, and you'll. Be, and here's the thing: is while you're doing all that, the beautiful thing is when you're on stage, whatever you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. The audience does not know. Yeah. The audience doesn't know. The person on the other side of any kind of behavior, for the most part, does not know that this isn't mm -hmm. part of the deal. Yeah. You know, they don't know. And so, you know, it, 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 can, it can calm everything down, you know, in, in that light or, or change the mood of a place just doing that. 
Uh, You're not wrong about that. There was a there was a magician who died on stage. It was probably ten minutes before they realized it wasn't part of the act. Oh sure. They were like, oh he's not moving. Like and then paramedics came in and people were still like, is this part of the? There was a comedian oh, that shit. died on stage, famous comedian, but guy back in the '60s. Uh, yeah. I think his name was Dick Shawn, I think. Tommy Cooper died on stage. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't think he was dead for a mm-hmm. little while, especially the comedian, because yeah. they're like, yeah, you know, he's fucking around. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's right. really he's killing right now. He's killing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's worked on this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. What was that one? That question was. That was the impulsive. impulsive. Have you done anything impulsive that changed your? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I moved to Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can a person be true to him or herself while also bending to the needs of others? Ooh. That's that's how you are true to yourself. That's how I see it. By bending to the needs of others. I think you should care for everybody around you. Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I think your I... Need, your needs... Go ahead. I actually, I think I have one for this because I won't say who it was, but I had a, I had a week here with, with a headliner, and he was a dickhead to me. Like, the very first night we went out, it was a weird audience, weird, weird audience. I, uh, I came off stage, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And then he goes up, and then right before he goes up, he said to me, he's like, he's like, the hell was that and i was like i don't know and then he goes up and he's like uh he goes i give up for less i think you i think you were there for it and he goes give it up for mike was mike even here like he said some shit like that and i I was like oh man like fuck you for saying that first off and it's also one thing to say that and then you kill he did not kill he he also ate shit for 20 minutes straight you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i was i was really uh really upset by it because i was like I, I don't gen, I don't I don't look at him as like a great comic either. I was never been like, wow, this guy's amazing, you know. Right. So I was genuinely kind of perturbed by it. <laughs> Bring that <laughs> word back, and I remember being like really upset about it, but I didn't like do anything about it. And then the next day we come in, and uh, I think I was hosting that night, and he walked by me and he said, murmured something under his breath, and I just ignored it. And then next thing you know, he starts talking to me. And I'm being very nice to him. And then I'm doing like all these things for him. I'm going to get him water. I'm telling him, you know, the show's going to be good. I'm giving him ideas for the filming and all this stuff that he's trying to do. And I remember thinking to myself, like, am I st- like, am I able to respect myself? Like, I want to I wanted to punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> but now I'm being professional and I'm not being a, a drama queen because he said one thing to me. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I remember being like, no, I, I'm, a, I'm allowed to respect myself and stay true to myself. Cause I still went out there and I, I did my best. I, I still had great sets and I didn't try to like ruin his show by any means. Right. But I remember like initially I was I was pretty like, you know what? Like this guy's an asshole, you know? And I, I'm not gonna do anything to help this guy. Fuck mm-hmm. this guy. And then, well, the thing is you took the higher ground, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is admirable. It yeah. really is. I, it, it's you, you never, it doesn't really, how does it benefit you to do the other? It doesn't. It doesn't. It no. feeds your ego is what it does. It just exactly. feeds your own ego. And mm-hmm. and we all do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all done it. I, I I would say we've all done it. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, Edith does it more than, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, we've all done it. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, you did. You took the higher ground. Yeah. And, and 
you know, in that same situation, because early on when I was uh, opening act too, sometimes you'd get those shows where yeah. the the you're the opener and the headliner in the middle, uh, uh, you've never met them before, and and they don't, they don't even talk to you. Yeah, there's a, you know they just they don't give you sh- they don't say anything. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it's like yeah, you fucking you're the MC. You know, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, give me a coke. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> and um, and then there's others that don't, but. The, to me, to me, it's like to get pissed off about that, even if they said something derogatory. Now there'd be a point where I was, where you know I would take a, if I had a bad set and then somebody commented on, I go, yeah, it sucked, and they do too. Hope you get them. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Let's see what you got. Yeah. And uh, but then I would just let my you know show during the week. I figure, well, fuck, I'm probably not going to eat at every show. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I go yeah. out and you know I'm just concerned. I'm here for the reason of mm-hmm. you know to do a good show, best I best, best I got. You know, I mean, that's I'm I'm not fucking around up here. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think if somebody challenged me on that, like you're just fucking around, I'd be like, no, I'm not. That's my skill level, and they hired me. Yeah. Okay. So if you have issue with it, go talk to the motherfucker that's paying me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know you, you you know see what you can work out <laughs> you know, I, I don't know this is ain't my call bro yeah <laughs> i'm getting 25 bucks and i'm staying <laughs> it is it's a it was a weird balancing act because i was like if i were to if i were to be dramatic if i were to do the impulsive thing would i i'd probably respect myself way less mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean because i'm not gonna lie to you and this is funny to me my first impulse was to take his little bag of props and then just hide it. Right. <laughs> so when it's time for his props to come out, he would have been like, oh, I'm panicking on stage. Everybody talks shit, That would have been though. hilarious to me. Everybody but, talks shit. Yeah, but I didn't because I'm not a psycho. That's but. what I mean, though. Like, everybody's going to say something, like, shitty to you. You just got to let it go. Like, no, I did. Everybody's but. got something to say, and a lot of times it's when you are doing well, people will say more shit. So, like, yeah, you just got to let it go always. Yeah. but But, like, the idea of, like, bending the knee because I was still very complimentary towards him nice to him but in my back of my head I'm like I don't like you at all but we're just going to get through this week you know mm-hmm. anybody else have a situation like that I think I mean just to answer the question bluntly like I think some people are put on the planet to help others and specifically yeah. serve others I think some people's purpose is to serve so I think that's absolutely possible to stay true to yourself and bend to the need of others because mm-hmm. who you are is to serve others absolutely and yeah like, that's a for sure absolutely and i think serving yourself you served yourself mm-hmm. when you were being kind to him too yeah because you then would have had to think about your reaction of how you behaved and then of beating yourself up about not behaving correctly and then going down the line with that. And I can say that, and I've had this happen several times in, in several times in entertainment. I've, I've been around uh, uh, another entertainer that I won't say, just say that we didn't really have much connection at all. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't it we, I didn't get, you know, I thought they were an asshole or whatever, but it was just kind of, just kind of chilly, you know. It is kind of everything, and I know, yeah. But, and sometimes even with some reactions that were a little, mm, you know, that you know, yeah. <laughs> a little off-putting. Yeah. You know, not 
terrible, but just like, really? And, uh, but I've then worked with them a second time and we got along fab fabulous. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean, to the point where you developed a really a good, a really good relationship, but one of the stronger ones, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've had a, I've had a few of those, especially in entertainment, where at first, nah, uh, nothing, you would have thought, and then you ended up being pretty good friends. Yeah. So you never know, I guess is the point. Mm. So yes, I mean, did y'all have any bending the knee and serving people? Well, comments? I mean, I yeah, I agree with all of those. I mean, I I would think that the only time that you wouldn't be true to yourself is if you have to like compromise your integrity. Yeah. yeah. You know, then that's kind of like, all right, that's when you would kind of do that whole weighing your options. Right. But you know, like what you were saying, if, if you're bringing in like work related, then on a smaller scale, I guess, like with bartending and serving, yeah. being in the hospitality, you know, you want to obviously still be hospitable and attend yeah. to the needs of others mm -hmm. without kind of, you know, bending to your true self yeah, yeah. that that's you know? working though right if, right i know but yeah but you i know. mean this is working. like when you what you said at first if you you if you have to bend then to me that seems like no it's that's that's something that you're forcing okay. to do which isn't being true to you if you have to bend do you know what I mean? I do, I do. You're saying you have to force it, yeah. then it's not natural, that you are not serving yourself, or right. you're not staying true to yourself. So, yeah. I mean, but you, that's there, there's a little, there's a there's allowing of a little bending, right? I mean, you're not, you know, somebody, whoop, hey. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just thinking that, of course you have, yes, exactly, you have your, uh, your, your, your own moral standard, the, your integrity, which you, and, and uh, yes, I mean, I think, and I think the prime example, right, would be you're put with somebody in a situation where you can uh, maybe benefit from someone of great wealth or great fame. Someone like, you know, you're not normally, and, and they like you, you know what I mean? You're like, you're accepted on their inner circle, you know? And that's always a very attractive mm -hmm. to anyone. And then when you get in on their inner circle, you you find out pretty quickly that they're saying and they're making statements and saying and doing things that you go, I, I can't be a, associated with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I And so do you stay with the justification of I will bend because it's, you know, yeah, but that then person, you, yeah. that's what you're doing. You're bending because you've already thought, ah, oh, I don't want to be here. Of so course. you're not being true to yourself. And you should get out of that yeah. situation, no matter who it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think compromise in some situations is the alleviation of a bent judgment? Well, it, it, life is about compromise. I mean, you you can you can decide you can put real solid boundaries around you and make them very clear to everyone. And, you know, I mean, you just put yourself in a box and mm -hmm. that's where you are, mm -hmm. you know? And to me, that's just, that's just armor. That's just shielding mm -hmm. yourself from everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you do compromise sometimes. I mean, it's one thing where you're in a situation around some people and it's like, 
they're saying and doing stuff where you literally go, I cannot right. be Listen part of this. this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't. I, you know, this is so. There's no compromise. This is to my, to me, this is just wrong, mm -hmm. and I don't. I, I just want any association with it whatsoever. And then there's other times where you go, eh, some of this stuff ain't me, and it's a little inappropriate to what I think is appropriate. But there's another part of this whole. When I'm learn, when I'm getting from this, it's a great learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's a great, you know, there mm -hmm. there's benefits mm -hmm. that I go, okay, I'm willing to compromise and bend a little bit to get the good part of this. Mm -hmm. There's a good side of it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and as long as the bad don't get too ugly, or you kind of shield yourself from yeah. it. I mean, I've had. I've been in those situations around people when somebody say a joke, yeah, you know, they want to tell you a fucking joke, and it's racist as fuck, yeah. you know? I mean, and and so, you know, it's a bunch of good old boys, you know? And uh, and my statement always is, well, that's one you can only tell here, right? Yeah. That's what I always say. I do that go, it's, I, that's the nicest way I can say. Not funny. That was, yeah, not funny, yeah. not. Not cool. Not cool, not cool, you know. Just well, the boys. You know, without, you know, you're in a situation, you don't want to get ugly or, you know, right. even make it uncomfortable. But I'm going to make it a little uncomfortable because you just made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm going to make you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And now we're both a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and hopefully we both go, let's don't get uncomfortable anymore. Yeah. Right? So you don't tell racist jokes and I won't fuck with you for telling racist jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Compromise. And, and we'll be all <laughs> compromise here. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and then you get to be friends. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's truth though. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. We do one more. Twee, yeah. Twee. Pull it. Have sure. you pulled yeah. one yet? The jar of mystery. This is fun. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Okay. Just do this from now on. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, just put slips of paper in a jar when <laughs> we talk. <laughs> is it okay to fake it until you make it? Or is it more important to be genuine? That kind of ties in with what we just kind of talked about, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. A little bit, like being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. So is it okay to fake it until you make it? Or is it more important to be genuine? Can we make that sexual? I would just, that's all I can. <laughs> I know. Okay, Honestly, do you fake it? <laughs> do you fake it? It's hard for a no, guy Tony, to fake it. No, Tony, I don't fake it. <laughs> you don't fake it. There's a... <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> There's a term, I don't know if we, you guys have heard of it, it's called masking. Yeah. Masking, you remember yeah. that term? No. Masking. No. So it's when you put on a fake smile to just get through the situation and stuff like that. And uh, I was never good at that. I, I'm like, everybody can always tell when I'm not in a good mood or something like that, but mm -hmm. I don't like that concept. But uh, I have, I know people use it to cope, but I do have a genuine feeling of like, no, I feel like you should tell people when you're bothered by something. I feel like you, you're allowed to have an emotion towards something. You're allowed to say you don't like something. You're allowed to express your opinion. But some people are afraid of that. Like you just said, that uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, now the group is, they don't like me because I made them all feel weird for the whatever joke they said or something yep, like that. Yeah, yep. but I'm I'm a firm believer in like no, nah, like you should stay genuine. Like if you if you're uncomfortable, get the fuck out of the situation. Don't right. you don't want to look back on it and go like I should have left. You know, like but you just yeah. didn't. There's a and I'll 
just a, there's a great movie. It's called uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. We've all seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So in the very end where the, he's in the serial killer's house, he knows it's the serial killer. And the serial killer goes, would you like to stay for a drink? And the guy's like, yeah, why, why not? And it was just that little impulsive move to, he didn't want to be rude <laughs> to a guy who's clearly a serial killer. Was, he, he created this moment of social awkwardness just to lure him in one more time. Right. Right. And he, he could have been like, fuck you. And then he just ran out the building. But that would have been weird and uncomfortable. So he said, yeah, I'll stay for a drink. You know, he knew he was pretty sure beyond a reasonable doubt that this guy's been killing people. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he has this whole speech about like, he's like, look how you couldn't even, you couldn't even say no. You know what I mean? You couldn't, you couldn't just do one moment of rebellious behavior and go, no, I don't want to get a fucking drink with you. Anything mm-hmm. like that. You, you, and now look, you're here you're in this chair tied up, you know? And it's, it's a great, I love that scene. Cause like, I, that's what I, that's what I think of when I think of like, should, do you, should you just smile and mask and put your, put your happy face on? Or should you genuinely, if you're dis- disappointed by something, be disappointed? Or if mm-hmm. you're mad about something, be mad? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Well, you know, there, there's a certain, uh, <coughs> I guess there's levels of that. Yeah. You know, there's a certain amount of how much do you need to. You are, you are evaluating the situation that you're in. Yeah. You know, I think in those cases, uh, uh, I think there's a certain amount of... Uh, decorum yeah <laughs> well and, and i think we l- we're losing that a little bit you know that you go okay i know how i feel and I, and i'm not in any way like i'm sitting there going i'm not in any way uh um ashamed or even shy about how i feel yeah but in the situation my man what's my best way to handle it right is it to say something mm-hmm. will that do any good would there be any per- or do i just politely exit yeah. stage left right you know do i just go to the bathroom and never come <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know i mean you know I, and i've done that yeah. i've done that i've walked out of things before unceremoniously just disappeared. Where did Les go? I don't know. I like that he style. <laughs> you know, and I just, Lala, I go, nah, nah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, but, you know, like I say, I, I think it, at times uh, it, it's appropriate to say something. Yeah. And yeah. I think sometimes you, uh, there's a really great uh, psychologist here in town. I'll just call him Dr. George because that's his first name. He's a great guy. And um, he uh, he was asked one time by a group of people, you know, yeah, hell, you've been a psychologist. You've been in psychotherapy with people for fucking, you know, 30 years or whatever. And you're constantly trying to figure out the human mind and and reading up on all, 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 all this stuff. Is there anything in there that you want to share with us that's like something that stood out? He goes, Go with your instincts. Yeah. They're generally right. Mm-hmm. He goes, that, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. so. I think some people don't know how to. Like be it's, genuine? Well, maybe they don't know how to express their needs. Oh, I see. I think there's. Maybe we should go on a tour teaching people how to do that maybe like some serious cash there's a lot of people (laughs) like through like childhood trauma or like through trauma situations where 
you learned, you expressed your need, and then it was met with such a drastic response back oh, that yeah. you learned to no longer express your needs. Yeah, so you have to relearn. Yeah, and Absolutely. faking it till you make it is a survival skill. And yeah. it's how you survive some traumatic situations Absolutely. because it's not safe to be genuine and tell everybody. Now exactly. we're getting back into the cults again. <laughs> but that's what we talked about with Manson and Jim Jones and those types was that same thing. Yeah, if you, you know, they, when you're, when you're, when the first, you know, 10 years of your life is conditioning you mm. to be uh, someone who can't trust anything, you know, not really, mm -hmm. or, you know, or that, you know, violence. And, yeah, absolutely, man. You got to reprogram yourself. But they Somebody. do. They do say like the psycho like psychology. You have to be open and vulnerable in mm -hmm. order to get past that. And I do think like expressing your needs is a trait that you have to learn how to do. You and, have to get in the trust. and you got to keep it fresh. Yeah. You got to strengthen that, or you got to keep the muscle from atrophying. Mm -hmm. You know. You yeah. got it. That's something I've always struggled with. I used to struggle with like how to express my needs. And then how to express my needs correctly. Because right. there's a wrong way to express your needs and then there's a right way. And I think that's something that takes time to learn how to if you're never taught how to do it sometimes. Crazy. I've, I've, uh, I've really struggled with uh, not expressing my needs. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of people just told me to back off. Yeah. <laughs> you're a nice guy, but you're, a, you're just needy. <laughs> You're so needy. I'm needy. I'm needy sometimes. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it works for me. Mm -hmm. I would say if you're going to go not expressing your needs, holding them in for whatever fears there are of whatever, that probably some sort of rejection or uh, unworthiness or whatever that is, I would say from my, my point of view, go headlong the other way. Because what's the old saying? A squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, when mm -hmm. you're when you're not when you're not express, expressing your wants and needs and desires, then it's less likely that it. Well, I won't say less likely, but you're not using as many resources you could use for that to happen, because mm -hmm. truly, there's a lot of people, and it, I think it does come from that trust thing. You know, you did that when you were young and you were nothing but shut down. You were just shut down every time you did it. One day I want to be a ballerina. You ain't going to be no fucking ballerina, you motherfucker. Look at you. Fucking yeah. bow-legged son of a bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just, that's I mean, true, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and sometimes there's, there's parents that do that with love. <laughs> they don't even know any better. They're just Tough like, ah, don't, don't even go there. Yeah. But, uh, you know. And so, but, I, you know, it's like, but yeah, to, uh, and you just go, oh man, I just, it's not good to do that. It, I'm just going to get negative coming at you. But when you do, I think when, for, in my life, the more I've been, uh, uh, and I learned to do it in theater when I started taking theater classes. That's because yeah. that was just the big part, the epiphany for me, because I came from Southern background and guys don't cry or show emotion and, mm -hmm. you know, you just... You know, everybody's kind of measured, and then this thing, you, you don't, and then, you know, get in the theater department, it's like, pff, if you want to exist in here, fuck all of that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you got to let go, 
and uh, you know to be able to do that and then when you're able to put that out there more there's a lot of people want to there I think there's more people that want to help you than don't want to help mm-hmm. yeah I, that's just my what I've experienced for the most part you know yeah I was gonna say when I read that my my initial thing was I thought like the fake it till you make it is like things like for instance like going on stage or like going into a job interview you know you you fake the confidence until you actually are successful until you're there until yeah. you get that job until you get that position until you know you might be like first time on stage and nervous as hell but you're going to fake it mm-hmm. to get through it but then you're going to one day it's going to be where to the point where okay this is the way i'm supposed to this is my demeanor this is how i'm supposed to hold myself or mm, yeah you know so that's that's what i thought of when the whole like fake it till you make it and it's not necessarily like i'm being not true to myself yeah mm-hmm. but right. it's kind of like this is me in the future i'm just acting like that right now you know this is how i want to be like mm-hmm. it's like dressing for the job that you want not the job that right. you have absolutely right yeah, that's so that's what point. i thought of when when i read that so excellent i think there's times where yeah it's usually in terms of like career and mm-hmm. success that, that you heard you're fake it till you make it mm-hmm. you know? right yeah. yeah well you know you you start i know us with it was stand-up comedy you know you start out don't, don't we all think we're better than we are yeah. <laughs> i mean i think that's a i think i think that's just a stand-up comic you can't you can't not you won't have any motivation if you know where you're really at you yeah. would quit you, you would, would just stop the humiliation yeah you would but stop. we don't we we all think we're better yeah we all walk off stage and and we and we we have humility we walk up and go hey man i just didn't get them tonight okay yeah, whatever yeah. You know, but they, we also go, yeah, but they were a little slow, too. You know? But still, yeah, you got to fake it till you make yeah. it because you ain't made it. Yeah. That's right. right. With yeah. respect, to, I think, like, that, that works for confidence. But I don't think – I think the, the, the comics that – in comedy, I'll speak only in comedy in this, but, like, the comics that we always respect are the most genuine ones, the ones that are that feel the most truthful on stage – that feel like they're 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 real them they're their real selves and Chappelle said it best. He said everybody thinks that you know he's such a nice guy off stage and he's so like appreciative and all that stuff and everybody's like wow it's like you're so different on stage than you are off stage and he's like that's because the the real me's on stage that's that's the real one the real me is yelling about shit and making jokes about stuff that's how that's how i think all the time when i'm off stage and i'm like thank you i really appreciate you coming to the show that's the fake me <laughs> i don't like yeah i don't i don't know how to express myself off stage like i, I have to do the dog and pony dance mm-hmm. and thank you so much for coming out like you can only say that so many times to mm-hmm. a group of people walking by you before like you really do feel like i'm just saying words at this mm-hmm. point like, oh yeah yeah thank you so much for coming out uh, thank, oh i really appreciate you like, it's eventually like it just becomes numb and it feels yeah, like, well, yeah, but you, you know. do appreciate them. You do, but you know, I mean, they're you know, you appreciate people coming out. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it does. It goes with the territory. That it's you like when you put your customer service hat on. You're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you think he had versus to fake, you in the break yeah. room? <laughs> do you think you have to like? Well, what Twee is saying? Do you think he had to fake it to? become that genuine i think you have to you have to fake you know your I mean? confidence to a degree but yeah. i think i don't think you can like create another persona because then if you do that i feel like you're just getting further and further away from like the material that's like going you to are. your true voice as yeah. a performer like you got to find your voice right. that concept 
Okay. Yeah, it's like you you'll you'll you won't find your voice. You'll just be emulating somebody else probably. Yeah. Do you think it's hard? Because I do. Do you think, <laughs> you think it's hard? No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Right now? Or? Let's just let's just end it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time. Uh, no, uh, uh, to be genuine, I think is is really difficult. I think so. Can't I think be. it is too. I, I, I think I, it I, is it's, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. It's just hard not to throw a layer or two up there <laughs> to kind of keep, and just to, and you know we have our we have our little core group that we are genuine, genuine with, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's when you know you're genuine when right. you're with them, and yeah. you go, how often am I that way when I'm just out there? Mm-hmm. And I think you're exactly right when when an artist, especially a performance artist, can bring that. To a performance, it's it's intoxicating yeah. almost. It, yeah. It's because the confidence. It's the confidence. Mm-hmm. You know when they just exude. We just saw. We just saw Tom. Tom motherfucking Jones, man. Oh wow. I we were got. I gotta tell you, one of the best performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. That, yes, me and Pam both said that, and we were both got. Yeah, he's got. He's like, you wanna go see Tom Jones? I go. Was he 97? <laughs> no, he's 83. He's still, okay, all right, I know there's a bunch of, you know, hell, Mick Jagger's prancing around the fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking moving for two hours, yeah. you know? And so, uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll go see Tom Jones. And uh, and then I talked to somebody who'd seen him about three years ago and said, uh, and said he doesn't move much, <laughs> but his voice was still real, real good. And we got to that concert, and, and I didn't get into the whole thing, but I'm going to say that he was magnificent and he didn't move much but every song choice was really bold there were some that were just fun and and he said you know we're gonna do the fun ones you know Mm -hmm. that's the cat whoa you know we're gonna do them you know (laughs) but but we're but we're also gonna do a bunch of stuff that i've always wanted to do i'm I'm 82 years old now we're gonna you're gonna hear me do some stuff that I that like. I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Other artists, covers from other artists and stuff. And the first thing he did was come out, walked out on the stage, a cappella, and just sang a song about becoming an old man. Huh. You know? That's and cool. it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And me and Pam both were like, but what made it so... Because we just seen Pat Banatar... And we hadn't seen her in forever either. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I hope she's good. That's what you think. I hope they're all right. And she was great. She was really fun. Voice was still strong. But Tom Jones. And we were talking about that confidence to be Tom Jones. I mean, it, it, it just exuded itself. It's like, he don't have to be, he doesn't have to be anything but mm-hmm. Tom Jones. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, was, it was so powerful. And that's confidence, and that yeah. is. And there's great artists that I see that technically great at what they do, but I don't see that confidence in their eyes. I, they, it's like they're almost hiding behind their skill. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then you see the artists that have the skill; they have no, they yeah, don't confidence. hide behind it. Yeah. They, all of them, from inside out, comes right. out with it. And they're they're special. <laughs> they're special. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. I think we did it. I think so. I think so. It happened. We did. We did do it. Too much. <laughs> it's always too much. 
That's yeah, we have right. an idea, and then we're like, we're gonna way overshoot that. Past this, it. this should be called running the light. <laughs> it should be <laughs> <laughs> running the light. I, like that. I do. All right, guys. Did the light come on? Yeah, I didn't even yeah. see the light. Uh, I didn't I'd like see to do, the light. I, I, did y'all like that concert? Yeah, yeah. I liked that concert. Yeah. yeah I fun. think the only person who didn't pick one was was Edith. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll do this again. No doubt. Say like, are you gonna conclude it? Like where they can find us and stuff. Uh, yeah, go to we be found. Go to our, <laughs> go to our Instagram, McCurdy's Comedy Official. Um, go click on the link tree in the description of this episode. All of our goodies are there. And Does it come, look like a tree? Nope, nope. I don't know why. It's I don't want to confuse tree. people. No. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a link. He said link tree. It looks like a link. <laughs> it's definitely a link. Like cufflink. No, We're gonna make them like cufflink. Yeah, anyway, and come see a world famous comedy show right here, McCurdy's Comedy Theater. We'll see you next time. We love you. Good night. No, I as you heard earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Thanks for coming. You. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate Fake it. it.